0: Hi there, it's Kathleen here and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events. Contact me or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellranby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says become a patron or patronage at the top of the podcast and don't forget to click the like or follow and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, hello everyone. This is Kathleen and it's so good to be with you. Um, I have taken a little bit of a break the last several weeks uh, for a vacation and some rest and regrouping, and I'm excited to just share some things with you that are on my heart. Um, For those of you that have never listened to this podcast before, I come to you as a woman that lives in South Central Texas. And I come as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a social worker, a minister, um, an author, but more than anything else, um, a woman that simply loves God and loves bringing Him into our everyday life. And so today, what I want to share with you is just about um, holding on to your dreams I think that there's so many times that we we have a dream about something and this might be just maybe a little dream or it might be a big dream. Uh, but whatever it is, and it might be a literal dream, you fall asleep, you have a dream, you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, I wonder what this means. Uh, you know, a dream can be anything that you have. And so what I want to share with you is about a dream that I had, um goodness, probably 30 years ago. I'd have to really go back and, and do the math, but I know it was at least 30 years, if not more than that. So um, at that point in time, my late husband and I were Raising three kids. We were in the grind of making a living. I had my own business. Uh, Joe had his his work that he did. We had three kids. We were always going all sorts of directions because our kids were kind of spread out in age. Um, and it was interesting because my work at that time, I was a gymnastics coach. We owned, I owned my own gymnastics school. And um, I still worked around kids all the time, but my husband was more of an, he did accounting and banking. And so he was in that kind of world. And so the kids at times would really get on his nerves. And, And sometimes he would turn around and look at them and say, one day you're gonna be grown and you're gonna be gone and your mom and I are going to have a little money at that time because we're not spending it on you all the time and we're gonna travel and we're gonna have so much fun without you. And I would always come by and kind of you know, pat him on the back and say, Joe, you can't say that to our kids. They're gonna think we don't love them. <laughs> but it became kind of a dream and, and when we'd get time together, we would talk about where would we go because we both love to travel. And just didn't get to do it very much at that time in our lives. And uh, we always talked about going to Italy. And we both just, you know, would would talk about that and and just how much fun we would have and what we would do and, and all. And so fast forward to 2009. And at that point, Joe got a rare cancer and he was gone in nine months. And I know in the depths of my grief, one of the things I really had to grieve was the dreams that we had together and just things that we had talked about doing together that were not going to be fulfilled because his life ended so early. He was 52. And I remember one day sitting in my house and just letting go of the dream of going to Italy. And um, and I remember sobbing about it, just sobbing about it, um, because, you know, grief is just letting go of where we're at to get to where God is taking us. And I knew that that was something that I had to let go of. And it was hard to let go of it and actually come to the realization and even voice those words I choose as an act of my will to let go of this dream, and Lord, I just give it to you. So that happened somewhere in 2010, 11, somewhere in that time period um, of just having to let go of the different dreams that my late husband and I had. We had been married 30 years. And uh, right when we stepped into the empty nest and we were looking forward to all these dreams that we had, he was gone. And um, so it was just a very hard pill for me to swallow. And then in 2012, I did remarry. And we have, Stephen and I have been married 10 years now. And sometime the end of last year, one of our friends, um, was planning a trip to Italy and, um, they sent out a group text and I happened to be busy that afternoon. Um, I was ministering to somebody and I didn't see the, um, actually it was an email. I didn't see the email come through and, um, Finally, after a couple of hours, my husband got a hold of me. He said, "Have you checked your email?" And I said, "No." And he said, um, "Well, you know, Hal and Debbie have are planning a trip to Italy, and they wanted to know who was in." And so I responded and told him we would we would love to go. And my heart was just so excited um, that he had he knew it was a dream that I had, and that he had. Stephen had said, yeah, we're in. You know, put us in the planning stages and let's go from there. So fast forward to June 13th. We hopped on a plane and we were off to Italy. And and I have to just share something with you. Um, my daughter and I were talking one day and she said... You know, Mom, I heard you and Dad talk about travel and all that you were going to do, and you and Stephen have gotten to travel a lot. And um, she said, I think it's neat that you're getting to realize your dream. It just looks different. And those were such profound words and such words of truth. My dream looked different. And so today what I want to talk to you about is that many times... We can have a dream. You have a dream. Uh, There's something God's put in your heart. I just know there is. And if not, ask Him to show you, to remind you, um, or to give you the dream that He has for you. But anyway, um, I waited almost 30 years for this dream to come to fruition. And um God is faithful. And so if you don't take away anything today or if you need to stop this podcast because life is too busy or something, just hang on to this truth and this fact that God is faithful and he puts things in our hearts. It's just sometimes there is a time of waiting before that dream comes to fruition. And I was thinking about it in the Bible, and, you know, several things came to mind, you know, like the life of Joseph. Joseph had a dream, and in Genesis 27, you know, he had a literal dream, and he told his brothers, you know, that he had this dream, and that um, it had to do with grain, I'm just paraphrasing this, had to do with grain, and that his brothers were going to down, bow down to him. Now, his brothers were very jealous of Joseph because joseph's father loved him so dearly and it caused them to hate him and uh they did, they weren't even kind to him and anyway joseph shared that dream and you know they just kind of scoffed at him laughed at him and hated him even more and then they threw him into a pit and he was left there to die and He was rescued, but, and then he went on and he went on to, to, um, Pharaoh's house. And, you know, there, his dream died even a little bit more. He was thrown into prison. He was falsely accused. And it wasn't until he was 30, I'm sorry, Potiphar's house. And it wasn't until he was 30 that Pharaoh made him. He saw the potential. He saw the good in Joseph's heart. He saw the character that Joseph had. And he made him ruler over Egypt. And during that time, there was a great famine. So, And then his brothers came back. And lo and behold, they needed grain because there was such a famine in the land. And they ended up bowing down to him. And so I tell you all this just because many times you might have a dream, you might get a dream, but there's adversity. There's a time lapse before that dream is fulfilled. And what I have found that's happened in my own life is, and even in these things that, you know, a trip to Italy is, is uh, not a super spiritual thing, but it was something that was in my heart to do. And God saw that. So many times along the way, there's character that God wants to work in us. There's things he wants to work out of us. And I can tell you that I am certainly not the same woman that I was 30 years ago in any stretch of the imagination. And yet God is so faithful. So hang on to your dreams. I'm reminded of the life of Abraham and Sarah and God promised them that they would have a baby, and they were older in life. And do you know from when the promise came until when it was fulfilled, it was 25 years. But what I saw in the heart of Abraham and in the heart of Joseph is in that time of waiting, they got to know the heart of God in a way that they had never, never known before, and, and I will have to say for me, in the adversity, in the time, I would have never guessed I would have lost a husband, um, wouldn't have guessed I would have remarried. Um, so many things happened in that time frame in my life, but I can tell you, I know the heart of God in a way I never knew it before. And there's a trust that was developed. And, you know, that's the same way with Abraham. Abraham knew the heart of God in a way, and God called him to be the father of many nations. And um, and he was, and he was. But in that waiting time, we have the opportunity to get to know the Lord, and in that getting to know His heart and trust in Him, there's a strength and a security that comes into our lives. And I just have to tell you that there was just so much fun and laughter. Uh, My husband and I spent um, several days in Rome. We actually stayed in the part of town where the Jews, when they were originally inhabited Rome, um, lived and were where they had to live. And so I loved I love that, and we just had a blast there. Um, such a beautiful just part. Um, we had a guide that took us in, and I literally felt like we conquered Rome. She was a precious woman, um, and I feel like we conquered Rome because we didn't wait in line. We went and got to see so many things that I'd only seen on TV or again, dreamed about. We got to go to the Pantheon. We got to go to, um, my goodness, the Colosseum. I got to go, this was one of my most favorite things, got to go and see the prison that Peter and Paul were in. And when when they were put into jail and in that place where they were in jail, you know, where they baptized people. And I have to say that was just so profound and getting to see the Roman Forum and the olive trees that are so referenced so much in the Bible. I, my eyes were just wide open and I felt like a kid in a candy store. There were just so many things that were just full of joy and just God's hand on that trip and just so much fun. And then after spending a few days in Rome, We went to um, Tuscany and we met four other couples and then a dear friend and widow that I've been friends with for over, my goodness, 35 years. And we had so much fun. We all did things different during the day for the most part, but then we'd have dinner every night together and that was just a lot of laughter a lot of joy, and a lot of fun. And these were all dear friends of my late husband and mine, and and yet they have so embraced and just have fun with with my husband now. But we spent a week there. The countryside was glorious. It was just so beautiful. Pictures don't even do it service. Um, It was everything I dreamed of. We got to see Siena. We got to see uh, San Gimignano. We got to just see Florence uh, and just the beauty of the countryside. But it was it was fabulous. And then from there, um, the group kind of dispersed and went different directions. And Stephen and I went down to the Amalfi Coast. And that was another time, you know, to just be together, just the two of us. And I have dreamed of the Mafia Coast for the last, I can't say 30 years, but uh, the last few years. And just seeing the beauty of the water. I love the beach anyway. And just the architecture and so many things in Italy. This is the thing I loved about it. were Things that go back to the life and time of Jesus and you know there's many references to to that area that are in the Bible and just getting to see that part of the world was such a huge huge blessing to me and um oh my goodness it was just a lot of fun it just There was just so much fun so much joy and god's hand i could just see his hand on the trip and such a good time for my husband and i to connect and get away from the busy life that we lead here in the states and you know for me to have a break from ministry and um i've been working with people in uvalde and that's certainly been intense this last year and so to just have time to focus on us, uh, to focus on a new part of the world, to just focus on the goodness of God and just spend spending time with Him um, was just huge. But more than anything, what I want to encourage you to do is to hang on to your dream. Write it down somewhere. Give it to God. You may have to let go of it because it may look like your dream, is not ever going to be realized. But I also want to challenge you with something, too. Your dream may look different than what you envisioned. And different's not wrong. It's just different. And, um, you know, that's an important part. So many times we get something in our mind and we think it has to turn out exactly that way. And nevertheless, God is faithful, He's with us, and He sees the desires of your heart. So, hang on to your dream, give it to the Lord, realize it might look different, but enjoy the differentness in that. And so, I just bless you, and and I would just want to pray over each and every one of you. Wherever you are in whatever part of the world you're in, hang on to your dreams. Um, So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this time with my friends from around the world. I thank you that you're a God of creativity. I thank you that you... Lord, there's so many people in the Bible that you gave dreams to and you fulfilled them. And so right now, for that person that is just distraught and feels like you don't even hear them lord i just pray for hope to drop in their heart and father i ask that you just stir the dreams the dreams that have died father that you help us in the waiting in the adversity um in the places where it looks like our dreams are impossible lord to look to you and get to know your heart in a deeper and richer way And I thank you that you love us so much that you want our character developed and you want us more than anything, Lord, to know you and trust you. And so I just commit all this to you, Jesus, and I ask that you bless my friends. Father, in these latter days, Lord, when there's so much going on in our world, Lord, just stir the dreams and more than anything that we would know your heart. In a deeper way. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey friends. Thanks so much for listening. You might want to check out my website. at um, KathleenMaxwellRamby.com You might also want to check out my book. It's available on Amazon or my store. Which is shop.KathleenMaxwellRamby.com And other resources. And I just pray that you have a blessed day. Hang on to your dreams and let me hear about them.